Hello and welcome back to I Care Outreach Moving Through podcast series. We are so grateful for your commitment and continued support. Once again, Pastor Rob Turner, educator and founder of I Care Outreach, located in downtown Bridgeport, Connecticut, will continue his series titled Restorative Authority, Part 3, extracting from Old Testament books of Ezra and Nehemiah. He will speak to us why and how Nehemiah's declaration of confidence and executing strength led him to fully rely on the Lord overcoming authority. Let's listen. Hi, I'm Robert Turner. Thank you for joining with us. In our times together, we have been sharing messages with nuggets of truth of moving through life. In these times, we're witnessing all levels of chaos and brokenness. This brokenness stems from our self-induced sins, the community's sins of broken people, broken systems, and the distractions from the enemy of God seeking to disarm us in taking right actions in our God-given responsibilities. Our times mirror the Old Testament days when God allowed his people to be taken into captivity because of their disobedience to him. We continue with part three of our Moving Through podcast series on restorative authority, extracting from the book of Nehemiah. We are eyewitnessing destructive breaches and cracks of the walls and lives of people in our communities, breaches and cracks in our churches, homes, families, cities, towns, and nation. We realize the effects of inflation, the rising cost of food, fuel, and goods. What is worse is the skyrocketing inflation rate of sin in our lives and We all need self-examination to our contribution in this world order of life. We are grieved and saddened with the mass shootings and killings. We can clearly say things have gone too far. We can find ourselves overreacting to the spirit of darkness rather than yielding to God's voice through prayer and repentance. Nehemiah prayerfully took actionable steps under God's restorative authority to begin execution to repair and rebuild Jerusalem, engaging the lives of people. Sober up. There can be both internal and external oppositions that prevent us from accomplishing the work God has prepared for us. We must be careful not to get mentally trapped as the workers in Nehemiah 4 and say to ourselves, there's too much rubbish that we cannot build a wall. We must engage prayerfully and stay alert to the times under God's restorative authority. Restorative is adjective word defined as having the ability to restore health, strength, feeling of well-being. The verb restore means to bring back, to reinstate. And the word authority speaks of the power or right to give orders, 
make decisions, and enforce obedience. The Lord desires to repair our lives in the community of people, the breaches, the cracks, the holes, the broken walls, and burned and broken gates in the cities, towns, and states where he has placed us to live sacrificially. The Lord wants his people to return to him, to join him in his restorative work of rebuilding lives. In Nehemiah, the Lord allowed his people to be taken into captivity because of their disobedience to him. He is working through repentant survivors who return to him despite enemy opposition. Nehemiah had a deep burden for the remnant in Judah, knowing Jerusalem's significance to God. God's hand was upon him in every enterprise he undertook. He humbly operated under God's method and motivation for restorative authority. Working through the Persian kings as his agents, it was God who secured an opening for a return of his people from exile. In verses 17 and 18, Nehemiah seeks the cooperation of the people rebuilding the walls we find in chapter 2. He says, you see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruin and its gates burned with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. They replied, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. It took an outsider, the king's cupbearer, Nehemiah, to assess the situation and rally the people to renewed efforts. Nehemiah could personally demonstrate that God was alive and active on his behalf. None in Israel could deny the direct providence of God in reversing King Artaxerxes' decree of Ezra 4.23 that forced the Jews to stop building. What Nehemiah provided was vision and leadership. He initiated decisive action despite any mocking and ridicule. Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem heard about it and mocked and ridiculed in chapter 2, verse 19, we read. They say, what is this you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? He answered them by saying in verse 20, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding this wall. But as for you, you have no stake or claim in Jerusalem. Nehemiah's great confidence and dependence on God for success inspired the leaders and the people to a task they had considered beyond their abilities. Chapter 3 gives the listing of those who repaired the walls and gates. The priests were the first to begin the task by repairing the sheep gate. The sacrificial sheep destined for the temple altar were brought through it. All the gates throughout this chapter were mentioned counterclockwise. They began at the northeast corner of the city and moved in a counterclockwise direction. 
a Kairos clock pattern becomes apparent in the first three chapters of Ezra Nehemiah as a whole. A journey of people moving through on task despite opposition laboring side by side. In Nehemiah chapter 3 verse 5 we find a case of disunity. The nobles of Tekoa avoided their responsibility. The New Living Translation reads, their leaders refused to help. We often find in our moving through along the restorative journey that there are leaders who refuse to take their necessary action steps for the entrusted restorative work. I include myself where I have refused to do what I have been chosen to do along the journey, not fulfilling all my assigned task of the restorative authority given me. We find many times the people of God and leaders neglect our God-given responsibilities because we just drop the ball in the space and place of the counterclockwise or clockwise of life. Stop. This is where confession and repentance must happen to take God's path to purposeful action steps. God gives all his people different work assignments and equips us with various gifts and abilities appropriate to our calling. God knows who's not working and who is doing double duty. When Sanballat and Tobiah mocked the early building efforts, Nehemiah responded by prayer and went on with the work. In chapter 4, there are external pressures and opposition to the rebuilding. Sanballat and his allies find that ridicule is not enough to stop the work. So they take their plans to the next level against Nehemiah's workers. Verses 8 and 9 in the New Living Translation reads, They made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and to bring about confusion. We prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. Despite desperation and fears, Nehemiah looked over the situation and called together the leaders and the people and said to them, do not be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your friends, your families, and your homes. When our enemies heard that we knew of their plans and that God had frustrated them, we all returned to our work on the wall. Read verses 14 and 15 also. Judah's enemies abandoned their plan for a direct attack. From that time on, half the Jews worked at construction, while the other half stood guard. Their strategy was to pray, watch over the city, and work. You know, discouragement and doubt are part of Satan's strategy to distract us. In verse 10, an unexpected difficulty caused discouragement. Workers were becoming tired. The strength of the laborers is giving out. 
and there's so much rubbish that we cannot build the wall. God calls us to responsibilities that only he can do. There's always a gap when God petitions his people between what they can do and what he must do. This gap involves dedication, faith, and obedience. We were designed to need God. God calls us where faith and action is a necessity for completion. In our Christian inner life, we carry a stack of broken resolutions of former good intentions never fulfilled. Many of us use excuses for doing nothing and have become lazy in action. Some of us have been derailed by the rubbish. We can have a rubbish pile of petty procrastinations, promising that someday we will improve, and putting off that day to another time where disappointments and failures become mountains of rebellion in our moving through. Rubbish, as a noun, is waste material, refuse, or litter. It can also be described as an adjective of feeling bad, worthless, or useless, and so have become useless relating to God's kingdom. Satan's desire is to distract us into uselessness and defeat us into surrender. I'm reminded of the importance to speak over my own life and calling. And so should you and declare in the name of Jesus, I will rise up and build. Hearing the encouraging word, voice of Nehemiah exclaiming the promise of the one capital O with true restorative authority in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 20. He says the God of heaven will prosper you. Let's pray together. Father God, we repent and ask for your forgiveness and cleansing in Jesus' name. You have given us your spirit of love, power, and a sound, disciplined mind to engage in your restorative authority to accomplish your work despite the opposition and rubbish. God, Motivate all of us to yield to your Holy Spirit, knowing you are sovereign and your work will be completed in accordance with your word. Glory and victory belong to you alone. And we know your restorative authority is overcoming authority. Let your will and your work be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we bless your holy name.